Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Wrestle Me. Wrestle Me, Peter. Wrestle Me, Mark. Grand. How's it going? What's happening? Oh, my face on Ica Promet. I am (laughs) Ica prod out. The only other other word, the only time I've ever heard the word Ica being used is Ica Casillas, the Real Madrid or ex-Real Madrid Uh um, goalkeeper. Is he a uh, banned substance? (laughs) Possibly, I don't know. He was certainly banned from Real Madrid. (laughs) He got got the hook. For being delicious and (laughs) encouraging muscle growth. (laughs) Very nice. Encouraging muscle growth sounds like a a stripper name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's the muscle encourager. (laughs) Mm, Nice. This is very very sexy. Very sexy. Um, uh, what was that wrestler that I, uh, I was very surprised at how adult her, his valet looked? Oh. A, a Japanese bloke. Ah, oh, like, yes. You are thinking of uh, Bullet Club. You're thinking of Bullet the Club. delightful Peter. Peter. What's that about? Why is she so sexy? She is delightful, isn't What's she? What's going on? She is a, a New so- Japan valet who wears a pair of sort of rubberized uh, rabbit ears. Yes. And very, very little else. She, I mean, that is very adult, isn't it? Very yeah. adult. Very adult. Very the Japanese, adult. The, the funny with sex, the Japanese. I don't know. It's strange. Yeah. She's, she's a, <laughs> a very nice lady. I believe she is also a dancer. Yes, she's a go-go dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A go-go dancer. Do they call them go-go dancers out there? Yeah. Do you, they? Because you'll you'll be in the most tasteful kind of little club, mm. um, having a drink or whatever, and then just get this fucking torrent of filth <laughs> just arrives, <laughs> writhing around a pole, and you're like, I didn't come here for this. <laughs> I'll watch it. Well, I'll, I won't be leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I will be showing my discontent by remaining here. <laughs> yes, so I can write a letter. <laughs> they, uh, the muscle oh, encouragers came, I, came I, and I danced. seem to have written down my hotel and room number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. It must be all this money I have sitting here in my pocket. Uh, I must make it clear, Peter is not, uh, she is not a working girl. No. She is a, she's uh, a girl professional wrestling valet. That yes. is uh, one of her jobs. Is that a thing? Yeah. Can I be one? I don't, I don't, I don't doubt it. Can I be the new mouth of the south? <laughs> Mouth of the sooth. <laughs> the when, ironic sooth. When uh, we, we noticed uh, that, um, did they get put in, did um, Lord Alfred Hayes get, got put in like a kind of legends Yes, he went into the um, the what they call the legacy wing of the Hall of Fame. Uh, Surely the Hall of Fame is all legacy. Yeah, well, yes, but what the legacy wing is is it's uh, B team. <laughs> well, it's it's not really B team. It's people who are dead 
Right. And so we don't want to bring the evening down. Uh, and people uh, who you won't remember, yes. but were big pioneers, right. a lot of the time there's not great footage of them. Someone like Sputnik Monroe went in as well this year. And Sputnik Monroe, great character. Yes. Guy working in Memphis in the 60s, he refused to wrestle in front of segregated audiences. Nice. Huge, sort of big, uh, popular guy mm. uh, with the black community down there at a time when there was very little sort of people working on civil rights for them. Oh, so he was super, super cool. Yeah. Yeah, but in Alfred went to the... Uh, the Legacy Hall of Fame. Oh. Roddy! <laughs> Roddy! Roddy! Yeah, did they do that? Did they do that? They didn't tell that story. They didn't tell that No, right I was God. watching uh, Alfred Hayes <laughs> presenting a, a Coliseum Home video. And the Coliseum Home video sets have all been uploaded onto the network. <laughs> right. And they were released in the 90s and they'd be a selection of different matches and different things. But they'd often be uh, tied together by a sort of vignette thing. Right, okay. And so one of them you see... Uh, Alfred Hayes teaching Kamala the Ugandan giant to bowl. Uh, that's every bit as good as it sounds. Nice. And there's another one where Alfred Hayes goes to the former school of uh, British bulldog Davy Boy Smith. Oh, I think you mentioned this in a previous one where he just goes, oh, the, <sighs> Did you just walk through that door? Oh, did you? Like, no, no. <laughs> but I watched it again because I love it so much. And all I'm saying is you need to watch it. <laughs> Alfred is not by any means a natural broadcaster. <laughs> and he interviews the bulldog's parents who are, I mean, they live in Britain. He obviously just rings back every now and then and yeah. goes, Yeah, it's going well. Yeah, I'm doing really nice. <laughs> and they have no idea what's going on. And watching the WWF come rolling into someone's back garden in Lancashire and sitting on like a you know a wooden bench, and his dad's called Sid. And Alfred Hayes, the interview is up there with the worst interviews of all time. It's astonishing. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Well, we, got, uh, we actually got an email from um, Stuart Patterson. Mm hmm. Hello, Stuart Patterson. Uh, all right, lads, uh, enjoying the show. We don't usually uh, talk about, um, you know, people saying nice things, but thank you very much. Um, I was obsessed with wrestling as a kid, so it's bringing back loads of memories. I read somewhere that Gorilla Monsoon and Lord Alfred Hayes were shareholders or part owners in the WWF when Vincent Jr. bought it, and part of the deal to buy the company from his dad <laughs> was that he gave them both jobs for life, which kind of explains why Alfred Hayes kept on getting on camera despite being awful. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, there is... Uh, uh, Gorilla Monsoon, he was a part owner of what was, I think, then the WWF. Yes, okay. uh, he, he was a wrestler, and he'd worked very hard with um, Vince uh, McMahon's father, mm. who was Vince and Jay McMahon right. so the, the other one is Vincent K McMahon and um, yeah uh, Gorilla had uh, some of the guys who sold up their shares to McMahon when he went sort of when he bought the company mm. he did reward with, with jobs pretty much the end of their lives right. uh, there, there are various people who uh, Vince uh, Vince's father had said you always have to look after this person. Right, okay, yeah, One was yeah. Andre. I, I believe, I might be wrong, but I think there was something fairly similar with Moolah that uh, he said, I really want Moolah to be looked after. So getting, there were people... Getting who, less fabulous uh, by the week, yes. the more I read about that. Yeah, I mean, the Moolah thing has been... We, we, when, it, when it first came out, we uh, had some episodes go out in the early uh, mm. WrestleMe's where we were talking about Moolah, and I was saying how much I, I, I liked her. We did talk about her being a divisive figure and mm. also not a very nice woman hmm. um, there has been stuff coming out which is um, it was serious enough that the WWE were having the uh, Fabulous Moolah Battle Royale That's the first right, one for yes. women yeah. at um, uh, Wrestlemania not even the first all women Battle Royale there was one a few years ago but it was won by the male wrestler Santina Morella in a dress so they, they I think I have seen that particular um, they, situation they before. just yeah. wanted to forget about that but yeah. they were going to call it the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royale but they decided to drop that 
Um, they they coached it in a way of saying it's wonderful that the people who love WWE feel so strongly about issues rather than addressing the fact that uh, some allegations have been made about Moolah about her business practices and about whether or not she was sending uh, young female wrestlers out there and they had to sleep with promoters and things. Mm. Some people say she did, some people say she didn't. I think, you know, uh, the easiest way to do it is to go, clearly there is something there and that um, we all have to be a bit more aware of whether Moolah was nice, which I don't think she was. <laughs> I'm going no. into my Alfred Hayes there as I begin to go, <laughs> oh, what, will, what will get me safe here? Uh, Alfred Hayes. Mark, do you want a, a little treat before we he- head into the matches? Would you like to hear every single time that Gorilla Monsoon uh, indicates to... Um, uh, Bobby the Ren Heenan? Bobby Heenan. Bobby the Ren Heenan to stop. Like, he, he says, just stop, or please stop. Will you stop? So, will you stop? So many times in this <laughs> WrestleMania. And I have collected them all together. This is great. And here is Gorilla Monsoon telling Bobby the Bryn Heenan to stop. Don't start! Will you stop? Don't stop! It's early! Don't start, please! Will you stop? Why don't you stop? Will you stop? Why don't you stop? Will you stop? Will you stop? Will you stop? Why don't you stop? Why don't you stop? Amazing. Why don't you stop saying that? I love every third one is really, really heartfelt. You can really tell which matches the Undertaker won as well. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> so that's, oh. a, that's a Donaldson creation. Very nice. You won't see much more work in that direction. No, I, I, yeah, that, yeah, just... I, I like the way you absolutely went. That is essentially copyright Pete Donaldson <laughs> when you've used all of that footage from WrestleMania. Yeah. Well done. I, I think in the US you're allowed to use footage for things. Uh, it's parody law, parody, parody law. No, parody law or even... Um, fair use. That's fair use. We're criticising it. You, oh, you we've know. got to review it, haven't we? Yeah. That we're, was wonderful. No. <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start. Let's try and get through some matches. Yes. Uh, the fourth match on WrestleMania 8 is a uh, eight-man tag team match. It's the a nas- shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, call it what it is. It's a shit show. The Nasty Boys, the Mountie, Repo Man versus Hacksaw Duggan, the Big Boss Man, Virgil and Sergeant Slaughter. There is so <laughs> little wrestling ability <laughs> in that eight man uh, by this point in 1992 all of these guys are stinking up the joint <laughs> it's get them all together so depressing get them all together Virgil's got a busted nose yep so Justice <laughs> has, has popped his nose so Virgil ends the interview by saying so who's going to protect your nose <laughs> <laughs> he then does nothing about it. No. Um, he also is the only one who doesn't join in with Hacksaw Jim Duggan's Oh, at the end. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, nice. he just can't I be just bothered. Just... So I've said my line now. Virgil's checking out. Can I have my money now? <laughs> Can I have my money or the sleeves, please? Uh, what a awful match. <sighs> I, uh, the only thing in my notes that I've written that um, I, how much... how uh, To be honest, I stopped watching this match in the middle because... I just started Googling Big Boss Man's Confederate flag again because <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Um, whenever you see a picture of him now on WWE literature, yeah. it's always photoshopped out. Yes. Always photoshopped out, which yep. is fair enough, fair dues. Yeah. But he's actually got a tattoo underneath his sleeve, uh-huh. which from the from the few grainy images I've been able to find... That's exciting. I'm fairly certain it's also a Confederate That's flag That's exciting. Tattoo. Good God. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, right under the Confederate flag 
uh, flag on his on his shirt as well, which I quite like. Yeah. So. Man, I, 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 what, which in 2018, you're like going, oh, that's not good. I was, I, was, I then, was literally trying to speak then, and I was actually, as I said, I was, I was doing that, I, I thought about that Confederate flag, <laughs> and I thought, isn't it mental that... They don't just sort of go. I mean, I mean, I want to see a photo of it now. I want to see a photo of it because it is, it is a bit like there must have been wrestlers throughout history who have had some really, really dodgy tattoos. There's a, a couple of MVP, MVP. Didn't we see MVP yeah, wrestle it, and he had like a full long sleeves? Yeah. I mean, there was always talk that you know people had prison tattoos and things. Mm. There was a a tag team who sort of bounced around. They were briefly in WWF. Um, I won't name them, but there was always rumours that they had pro-Nazi sort right. of Combat 18. I, I don't think Combat 18 exists in, the, in America, but it yeah. was all to that's do a, with, yeah, that's with those initials and things like that. That's th- the problem with like those sort of tattoos, like I could look at, I could, I could see like a line of like a million people's tattoos. Mm. I wouldn't be able because if you're not a fascist, yeah. you, you generally don't. You're well, not able to recognise old fucking Norse symbols and stuff. Exactly. Like, kinda, when, when I'm watching the Royal Rumble, <laughs> I'm not thinking. <laughs> Is this is this an advert about race hate? You know, but then you know, you don't think like a Nazi. I mean, no. you know, that's what they are thinking. Yeah. Um, uh, we got a, a tweet from Mark Tucker, uh, and he was saying um, uh, just discussion. I think mm. this is he knows he knows what side his bread buttered on this podcast. <laughs> uh, was the repo man's attire accurate to his job description, i.e., burglar mask? Now. Yeah. Repo Man is another one of these bad gimmicks. This guy used to be Demolition Smash. Right. So this is Barry Darso. Now, Demolition, they, they fizzle out because uh, Axe is having a heart murmur and it, they decide to move them on. Yes, okay. And they give him this, this, this sort of, he looks like a hamburglar. And he's Repo Man and he's got a long trench coat on that's covered in tyre marks yeah. because he's repossessing cars. Why and he, he got, spends why a lot he of time mask, sneaking though? around. I don't know. Because, because no one's fucking worked out... <laughs> What this gimmick is? It's really bad. Like what, a Reaper man is a man with a pickup truck. Yeah. That's all it is. A man yeah. with it, one with it, a big hook yeah. to hook the, hook the cars and take them back. He once, in probably the biggest uh, sort of storyline that he had as this character, he once uh, repossessed Mandy, Randy Matchaman's. Speak. Uh, <sighs> in the biggest storyline that he had, mm. he repossessed Randy Matchaman Savage's hat. <laughs> His hat. His hat. He stole it. I'm trying it. to think of Man what his hat is. Uh, it was a sort of like fluorescent cowboy Stetson. Uh, and, yeah. and, and But that's all you can do. If you're a repo man, you have to go, I'm going to repo this. It's oh, yeah, of limiting. Big Stetson in the yeah, yeah, sorry, it's yeah. It's so limiting. It would have been more valuable if he was the King Savage fucking yeah. gimmick. Because oh, that's entirely, valuable, isn't it? Entirely. No, just a Stetson. <laughs> I've repossessed a Stetson. Repossess. Mate, I'll buy another one. Look at it. It looks like it's worth about $8. <laughs> This, I'm not going to lose sleep over this. Gotta, like, You're going to come it, and get it? No. Who did it? Who was it owned by? Like, because <laughs> to repo something, you're taking with the owner's consent. Yeah. So, like, who owned the hat? Randy Savage must owe fifteen dollars to someone, <laughs> and they've they've got in a repo man, one who wears a mask like a burglar, and then he gets it, and he doesn't try and sell it or pawn it. He just keeps it. I mean, this is uh, uh, this will not surprise you. This is the worst repo man ever. I mean, because he looks. He looks like shit. <laughs> he can't wrestle for shit. The costume is bizarre, and I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. Some some wrestling gimmicks are just like, what do we have in the dress up box? Like what Isn't they must. It? But so next to all these kind of like, um, what do you call them? The engine rooms or whatever you call it, where they are, where they these wrestling um, schools basically, where yeah. people yeah. just constantly just smash themselves about. Yeah, there must be a room for dressing up. Yeah, where they go, yeah. 
find something, try and come up with a gimmick. My, my absolute favourite thing about Reaper Man, which is this gimmick no one has any interest in. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's, the, it's the epitome of, what is the point of giving someone a gimmick if no one is ever going to pay money to see that person do what they do? Mm. I mean, I mean... No one has... How could you possibly be interested in this? Mm. They Could, later go, do you know what the problem is? The suit's not right. And then for two <laughs> weeks, he wears a white mask with this sort of like pyjama set. Jeez. And he's got black um, tra- tread marks on it, but they look like paw prints. And he just looks <laughs> like the world's biggest pervert. It's so disgusting. It only it, I don't think he even made it to TV. It was only in the magazine. But it was just... These these gimmicks that are just the worst gimmicks on earth. Well, I I, I think um, Stuart Patterson, who I think I mentioned a little bit early on, mm. he says uh, after listening to uh, Russell Me, I went and watched the latest Royal Rumble. So uh, you know, people can criticise me for using Gorilla Monsoon saying you know yeah. audio we don't necessarily own, yeah. but somebody's paid for a WWE um, subscription, so you know Good. we're giving back. Um, yeah, it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why is every wrestler more or less the same? They're either hipster rednecks or generic beefcakes. Uh, there were no personalities that stood out. It was a little bit dull. Um, yeah. People had jobs back then. You know, Repo Man and, 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 and you know, Big Boss Man. People yeah. had kind of like personalities tied to their jobs. Doesn't really happen quite so much no, now from what I've seen and anyway. I think, uh, it, it's not as bad as it was. Certainly like from about 2007 to mm. about 2009, everybody looked the fucking same. Right. And there is a thing where they've got rid of... The, the the classic thing about wrestling is everyone looked different. That you mm. had fat guys, you had sort of you know tiny but strong guys. You had mm. power people. They were all different. Yeah. And now they are all the same, largely doing the same moves. And again, I don't want to sound like Vader going on about how these young people are rubbish mm. and everything, but there is certainly a a, a sense of. The carney's been kicked out of it. Yes, you know it has. The, the freak show's been kicked out of it a bit more. It, it, there's a professionalism, like for example, like like with stand up. Mm. Nowadays, you meet stand ups and they're very professional, very presentable. They're very business like. Yeah, you know, you go back to the eighties and there was the Iceman who used to just do a show where he'd chip at a block of ice yeah. and melt it with a hairdryer. Yeah, and that the was comedy the show. star stuff where you, you just like, yeah. Alexi Lu- Sale would just swear for like yeah. five minutes. Chris Luby, who was an act who used to just do different planes because he was obsessed with the RF. So he'd just go, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Hurricane. <laughs> no, that, and that would be his act. Yeah. You had, you know, there was uh, so much sort of variation. Mm. And that was a more interesting and surprising thing. Mm. Nowadays, there is a slight thing of, you know, you can watch a comedy special and it's not as amazingly exciting because you go, well, that was professional and really good. It's a, it's a 29-year-old white man yeah. with, you know, it's, it's quite presentable, do you know looks what nice. Do you know what they're going to tell me about? They're going to tell me about what their mum is like. Yeah. You know, and so there is a sense in wrestling, it's become so professional... What's your mum like? That it's, <laughs> ..that it's just everyone's very business-like and very mm. sensible. And in the old days, you used to get giant fat people who would explode. <laughs> and it was much better. My mum is very much like Fabulous Moolah. <laughs> in, in every, every way, way. <laughs> yeah. my mum's a bit like Mae Young <laughs> friend to Fabi's Moolah uh, she's, as, she's not as bad as your mum but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but buried together <laughs> <laughs> I remember things sometimes yes you do, you do very well um, yeah there's, there's a bit where they, they do a four man clothesline which you don't see very often because <laughs> it looks appalling uh, but it looks a bit like Maypole dancing oh. that's the only bit where I thought oh that's quite fun but I did, I did think that that any of them could have been thinking at any one point, oh, this is beneath me. <laughs> there was no one in that ring who couldn't have been thinking, no, I'm better than this. <laughs> I'm better than this. Apart from Repo Man. No, he's... Uh, no, he's, he's, what happened to him? 
Uh, well, he's still going. How still... did you die? <laughs> <laughs> he is still going. He's um, he, he's uh, uh, occasionally teaming with Axe, his old partner. Oh. But they are both involved in this concussions uh, lawsuit. Right. So we ain't uh, getting anywhere near the. No. Right. No. 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 Um, yeah, so let's go on to the next match. Mm. Uh, Rick the Flair, the WF champion versus uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes. I had no recollection when I watched this how good this match was. I remember watching it at the time and thinking, oh, that was a bit, you know... It, it's a really good match. It's got a sort of quite a sudden end, mm. which was a bit, a bit of a shame. But, I mean, this is absolutely... Flair is, is not at his peak here. He's maybe three years... You know, past the point where he was really the best in the world, right? But Jesus Christ, does he do a good job here? What made Ric Flair um, very good? Because this is my first appearance. Uh, this is my first kind of like um, yeah. the time I've seen him because I've never, you know, I've never trusted him before. Because um, it's weird because like he's a little bit older than yeah. everybody else. Pretty much yeah. everybody else in the, at this yeah. WrestleMania. He's 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 just he's just a once in a lifetime performer. Mm. There's there's something really odd about him. He comes along at the right time, so he comes along sort of before TV. So he's faced all of these guys who have been around since, in some cases, the forties. Mm. Um, he has wrestled them all. He's wrestled the original Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, who was the first WWF champion back in 1963. Because he becomes Nature Boy, he, he, he yeah. calls himself Nature Boy for a That's while. That's right, he? yeah. Right. And and uh, the original uh, Nature Boy is Buddy Rogers. So he. he's Sort of, you know, he he comes from this long lineage where he faced hundreds and hundreds of different people throughout yeah. the business. So by the time it comes to the sort of mid seventies, he's he's getting respected. He's taking on this sort of people like Wahoo McDaniel, who are very much the stars of the territory, and he's just becoming a good wrestler. And mm. He gets a reputation for being able to work with anyone, and then as he becomes really the sort of number one guy in the NWA, and he's there for ten years on and off as champion, and he's just putting on great matches mm. long matches so whereas Hogan is a huge draw Ric Flair can go in the ring and do brilliant matches people sort of compare him to an artist everyone's got you know it, it's a canvas the, the ring that you work in and you can do anything you like in there yeah. but there's just something about Ric Flair that like your Picasso when you give them paints and a canvas they do something that is unique and obviously better mm. than what a lot of people are doing he's like that and the way that he sort of paints his pictures is just he was just at the top of his game. He could mm. work with anyone. He could go for an hour. He could, you know, you just his matches had such build in them. And you see this here. It's yeah. ruined slightly this match by a sudden end. But it just builds and builds and builds. And whereas Hogan, Hogan would always kick out at two and people wouldn't give a shit. Here, when Flair kicks out at two, people really thought he was going to get down for three. And mm. they they are standing when he's kicking out. He is it's so hard to explain why he's so good, especially when you just see this match. Mm. You go back through the history of wrestling. If you, if I could watch the ma- the matches only of one wrestler, mm. it would be the matches of Ric Flair. Right. The variety of people he faced, the quality of matches he had, and the sheer sort of longevity he had at the top meant that he was just the best in the world. Mm. You know, he's uh, and he, and brilliantly he carried on going, and he had. I think there were many years, really, where people thought it was over. In 1990, they began to think, well, the slide starts here. Mm. And then they said the same at the end in sort of 92, the WWF, well, you know, it'll be downhill from here. And then they said the same at the end of 93. And he, keep, he kept on just rising back to the surface. Right. Uh, and he carried on all through the 90s yeah. and then into the 2000s. And then he had some great WrestleMania matches by the time we get into the early 2000s. I mean, he's just <laughs> remarkable. And he's one of those guys who... He was so good on the mic, mm. and you see this, and he was different in a way to all other wrestlers. He didn't really shout, he, he didn't sound mad, he was just 
fluid and fluent yeah. and he was elegant and he had so many good catchphrases that were charming mm. and he could he could do, be a good guy in peril or he could be a bad guy that you'd boo he just is the complete package yeah and when you put him with people like Ricky Steamboat or Terry Funk he just puts on the best wrestling matches in the world it's he's just remarkable mm. he's been knocked a few times over the year Bret Hart always said he's not the greatest in the world he always does the same match or a variation of that um, I think that's a harsh criticism he is just I mean he is I, I don't think I think it's very difficult to say who like you know who's the, the second and third best wrestlers of all time who's the fourth who's the fifth you can argue about that for, for years but there's only one number one and that's Ric Flair mm. um, and I, 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 people can say no it's not it's you know it's X, Y, Z but if you take over everything yeah. mic work longevity, longevity yeah. match quality ability all of that mm. it's Ric Flair and he's mm. out by a country mile mm. he, he's just great and you see him here at a later point in his career when he's just using all the tricks that he's learned over the years and he goes in there with Randy Savage and they put on just a great match it's really mm. really exciting it's, it's the crowd are just so into it and the crowd don't seem that into it the moment it starts but within minutes they're just going oh my god what's happening it's, yeah. it's good Flair himself doesn't really rate this match Really? No, he's sort of like, oh, it was you know we had that. It was nice to do WrestleMania in front of all those people, but he doesn't think this match is any good. And that, in a way, tells you as well the quality of this guy. That you see, this is the best match on on, on WrestleMania on the card. Yeah, by, by I, I mean the, the the Bret Hart Roddy Piper one. I've always loved that match. I think it's really good. But this match, watching it again, it was a total surprise. Mm. It's the best match on paper, and he has the best match at WrestleMania eight. And he's like, oh, it's not that great. <laughs> you know, he's Ric Flair. He's the best. Uh, the stories about Ric Flair, by the way, are phenomenal. He wrote, I think, the best wrestler's autobiography called "To Be the Man," and they just talk about how he lived the exactly the the persona that he portrays uh, in the ring. He does mm. outside. He was the man who would have the suite in the hotel. He would have the party that would last there all night long. He would be buying drinks all night, and he'd be up. You know, he'd be up until six in the morning, and then he'd six fifteen. He'd be in the gym working out, and he'd just be laughing. And the whole thing, he just every penny he made to some degree, he spent most of them. But <laughs> he's always had a career where they've given him more money, and he just deserves it. He's just the best. I mean, he really is the best. And you see him now, and he's just ah, oh, you know. I, I, I think he's so great. He's mm. so great. You see him now, he's older, he's still there, he's still twinkling, he's still charismatic. You see him in the Andre documentary, and Hulk Hogan talks a lot about how he worked with Andre, and they, they really do a sort of thing about, you know, the, the Andre-Hulk Hogan match is huge. But every time you see Flair, he is just telling you more about Andre the man, and it's all about the drinking they had together, the sex they had together, and he's just like a naughty lad, and he's just the best. Mm. I, I can't tell you how brilliant I think he is. Yeah, he's just the greatest. Yeah, you're going to see more of him as, as we go later. But yeah. he's an old man. You know, by the time he finishes, he really is an old man. <laughs> well, but, he's well, he's like sort of. Um, well, he looks quite old here, you know. But yeah. that kind of like. Yeah, it, like he's he's a little bit doy. He's a little bit kind of he's carrying a bit more um, bit more timber, but. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, again, it's just nice to see him like for the first time because I, 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 like the, I didn't know that like, the Nature Boy thing came from. But I don't know, like the woos and the, and the Nature um, Boy comes from an old Nat King Cole song, but a lot of wrestlers picked it up. They just called themselves Nature Boy. Nature, Nature Boy, Boy Buddy Rogers. There was Nature Boy Buddy Landell. That's so weird though. It's such a yeah. weird. Kind of, it's weird how this, these things kind of take take hold. I suppose to a certain yeah. extent. His hair looked great with blade with, oh, with bladed. That yellow hair with the red. He looked because. The Crimson Mask. Well, <laughs> Crimson Mask. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. They, uh, again, the because uh, the, he's become way more memeable nowadays because yeah. like you know he, he's been featured in a couple of memes and stuff where he just and it's and it's this it's the promo they do after this match where he goes woo yeah um because he really puts us all into it and I just thought that was like paint or something but no he he, he bladed no and, and he, he, he bladed and unlike Bret Hart he gets done for blading so why why are they so insistent on trying to kick him out because presumably you only get in trouble if you know they want rid of you effectively they'd been told not to blade and because there's all of this stuff going on yeah, about yeah. the steroids and the thing they just they just want it to look more like it's reputable yeah and but the problem is if you keep going out and bleeding everyone just goes look at this it's like human bear baiting yeah. but, the I mean, whole thing's gross but we, we talked this like, I just don't understand because his, his blading was just so um, less conspicuous mm. it was just it, than Hitman's to be honest I, th- like, I think as well the other thing is Ric Flair has been doing this for a long time mm. you can say to Ric Flair don't do that he's fucking Ric Flair you know <laughs> y- you think you know a lot about wrestling yeah 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 I'm Ric, Ric Flair, Flair. <laughs> I, I'm Ric fucking Flair mate if you know anything about wrestling you know I'm Ric Flair so I am going to do what I think is fit hmm <laughs> You know, he is he is he is just the greatest. He does do a good blade job as he always does, and it then goes everywhere. Yeah, and he's just he's good at always shouting out. You know, ah, you yeah. know, it's um. He, he, I don't necessarily like the gimmick that Ric Flair's got because um, they sort of pissed on this idea that Ric Flair used to go out with Elizabeth. Yeah, um, and that he's got sexy pictures of her and stuff, which actually Monsoon and uh, Heenan start the whole show with. Yeah, way too quickly. Yeah, start talking about I want to see basically I want to see Miss Elizabeth's tits. That's this- that's the whole thing. This like is, straight in. Uh, the story they give so them. Weird. The story they give them is that Flair has gone out with uh, Elizabeth before she went out with Randy Savage. Yeah. Uh, he, he keeps on going, Matt, she was mine before she was yours. Really good. He does such good promos leading up to this. <laughs> uh, promos, promo. Uh, he, he is so good building up to it. And they put in uh, the, these photographs that showed him 
sort of whining and dining with her. So <laughs> they'd be at the side of a pool and she'd be holding out some strawberries. And <laughs> what was weird about it is they went to a lot of effort to do these. And they later revealed that, no, he doctored the photos and here are the originals. And it was Elizabeth with Macho Man. And they printed That's them so in the weird. WWE magazine before anyone had really seen Photoshop. <laughs> Yeah. It's the best Photoshop job in the world. Really? It's I want to see so these. so good. You'll, you'll love them. They are so <laughs> amazingly accurate that I sort of go, wow, this is at the birth of Photoshop and it's never been better than this. Could they not have just got Ric Flair to sit in the seat after that's him? What, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I think they are identical. I right. think they're identical. Okay. So they have this, this match and there's a bit where Elizabeth <laughs> runs down. There's yes. sort of a nice bit where um, one of the people are trying to hold her back. What could be harder than holding back a woman who must weigh all of seven stone as she walks down... Th- seven ex-wrestlers can't do it. And uh, one apparently, of the, apparently one of them... The young Shane McMahon. Ah, yes. They yes, are wearing yes. these beautiful WWF blazers, and they had them all through the 80s and into the early 90s, which is blazers with the logo on. And I did look at them, and I thought, there's another thing I'm going to add yeah, to my list. Next to your Ribera Steakhouse. Yeah. Uh, my Ribera Steakhouse and then my Alfred Hayes Rob. blazer. Yes. I, oh, man, I'd have that. Um, they get blood all over them because Flair's doing another well, thing that's... everyone's probably really annoyed about. <laughs> yeah, everyone's blazers covered in blood. And when, once you're bled in one match, the match, because it's horrible, kind of dirty. Yeah. Kind of, it goes brown really quickly, doesn't it? Just a big brown stain, rusty stain. Oh, there's, there, uh, there's a lovely bit where Flair goes, it's for you. Like, he's, he's trying to get with. It's for you, Liz. It's for you, Liz. It's for you, baby. Woo! <laughs> he's really like. So good. I like the way that Mr. Perfect throws him some brass knuckles, but they haven't got brass knuckles. And it's just like this weird pink plastic sort of disc <laughs> I don't know what it is and he hits him with it and in the old days of course like even like the 90s if you used a foreign object whatever it was if you touched the other person with it the match was over you'd, you'd been done that would be it and then you know you'd go boo and in this one Randy kicks out and it's just thrilling it yeah. just doesn't stop they keep on going he pins Ric Flair by pulling the trunks you see quite a lot of Ric Flair's bum that's right yes. there was a weird thing where in from about 92 so this period onwards <laughs> every match they'd have in a house show they would end up with Ric Flair's trousers being chunks being pulled down so he saw his ass. so I went to Wembley <laughs> Arena and I saw Bret Hart versus Ric Flair in the main event and it was a really good match they went ages but in the house shows they'd always do a thing where Flair would get rolled up with the tights and then he wouldn't pull them up right. and he must have wrestled for the next 15 minutes with just his ass out and every time he'd go to pick up Bret Hart, the whole place would go, oh, like that. It was really uncomfortable, super uncomfortable. <laughs> I think that was the sort of thing that Ric Flair was doing to amuse himself. Um, but you see I, a little bit of it here. I was, um, I, I can't remember how I got all of it, but I was looking at like like the worst things seen in wrestling. And one of them, Mick Foley. Um, <laughs> Mick Foley's trousers fell down a bit. And it was shit on his pants. Oh, God. <laughs> in, the, in the crease where his welcome, was. welcome to wrestling. Welcome <laughs> to wrestling. To My God. And it wasn't a bit. It wasn't a joke. <laughs> he just legitimately had shitty pants. <laughs> well, oh, there's a, a very famous uh, uh, rumour that your, uh, your favourite wrestler, Sid Justice. Oh, fuck uh, him. That in, he's... he's inexplicably in another Wrestlemania main event <laughs> bloody so, hell Wrestlemania uh, it must be what 13 right um, and I'm not doing the podcast anymore <laughs> <laughs> well you'll be pleased to hear this because the rumour is he shat himself during that yay yay <laughs> shitty <laughs> uh, 
This, uh, so they give Savage the belt here, and, and yes. Savage is, is a safe pair of hands because of Hogan having to sort of keep low while this, this mm. steroid investigation they're seeing if Jimmy you're going to blow over. <laughs> Jimmy Snooker style. Um, that sounds a bit like Ric Flair drip, which I know is really big in the States at the minute. What's that, Ric, Ric Flair? Flair drip. What's yeah, Ric Google Flair it. Drip? Google it. Ric Flair drip. All the young kids are talking about Ric Flair drip. Ric Flair drip. Yeah. Okay, all right. I, I, I believe, you see, now I've seen it, but I haven't known enough to actually be able to tell you what it is. I believe it's a young people's song. Ah, the Ric Flair drip. Ric Flair drip. Uh, ooh, oh, it's a song. Yeah, I think it's a song. <laughs> By Offset and Metro Boomin. God, I, so- <laughs> God, I sound old. <laughs> Come Good on Lord. now, Offset and Metro. Good Lord. Offset and Metro, there's no need for that. These boys. N- you are very much this nature is, boys. This is a podcast <laughs> that is, is talking about Mick Foley's shitty pants. The last thing we want on is two young available men talking about the fucking they going to do. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Oh. Randy Savage gets the belt, but unfortunately, because this is the cursed WrestleMania, uh, he uh, is splitting up uh, from Elizabeth at this point. And right. it's the last time she appears with him on a pay-per-view. I think it's the last time, in fact, she's ever on a pay-per-view possibly hmm. uh, in the WWF and um, they give him the belt but he goes to pieces and he finds it really difficult to, to cope um, she refuses to go on the road with him so he's on his own and then their relationship breaks down hmm. um, and so they realise that he's so in such a bad way they just have to get the belt off him so they give it back to Flair a few months later right? Uh, and then Flair passes it on to Bret Hart who is the guy they, they decide is going to take them into the new era um, post-steroids yeah because yeah, Macho Man was very possessive and strange. He was, yes. He was... Uh, yes. I mean, he's dead now, so we don't have to feel like we've got to tell him off, but Jesus Christ, if he was alive, we'd need to tell him off. <laughs> really, <laughs> really off. mean. I didn't like the way that Ric Flair said, moist, wet lips. <laughs> I'm going to kiss Miss Elizabeth on her moist, wet lips. Oh, there's some, there's some good interviews as well that, uh, where <laughs> there's a bit where he shows a photograph of him and Miss Elizabeth stroking a horse and just goes, there she is with her two favourite studs, woo! Like that. And it's, <laughs> it's all amazing. He, um, he got into a weird <laughs> bit of trouble. They were, they, he did an interview where they said how many, this is like last year, how many women have you slept with? And, and it was thousands. And um, I think he slightly hinted that he'd slept with the actress Halle Berry. Um, oh, yes, that's right. Halle Berry did, I think, along the lines of come forward and go, look, we all like a laugh, but uh, seriously, come on. Um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, so he is just an incorrigible, uh, incorrigible old rogue. Um, but uh, God love him, he's just the best. He's just the best. <laughs> I imagine if he did fuck Elizabeth in that photo, it was only just to get to the horse. I should imagine <laughs> that was just Rick just having a good night out. Gonna fuck a lady, gonna fuck a horse, gonna fuck a stable door, and then I'm gonna do the Ric Flair drip. Woo! Woo! Oh, uh, amazing. It is longer, isn't it, where he goes, he goes, woo! Woo! Yeah, it isn't like a woo! No. no it's not a war cry. Woo! <laughs> he does that one a few times as well. Well, like a kind yeah. of spooky ghost. Woo! Like Will of the Wisp. Yeah. I'm getting too excited. I was actually, I was about to do my Ric Flair strut, but no one needs to see that. <laughs> I think Woo! I need to see that. Woo! Woo! Yeah, he does loads of them. <laughs> there's no, there's no wrong way of doing it. No. All of those I could actually then trace back to a match where he's done it like that. <laughs> um, but it's just one of, the, I mean, one of the, one of the strangest, strange. I don't know where it comes from. Going. No. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Woo! I don't know where it comes from. It's just I, good. I like his oldest ride, longest line, line. Uh, Space Mountain. Yeah. yeah I know. 
Uh, he's Space Mountain. He's the uh, yeah the oldest ride in the park, oldest. but there's still the longest line. I mean, <laughs> he is just the best. I used to use that on on air. Did you? Yeah, when we used to we used to line. we used to a feature called Question Mark. And right, I, okay. I would I would say who is who wants to ride Space Mountain? <laughs> and I began referring to myself very vaingloriously as Space Mountain. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. I didn't obviously didn't make the connection. What I was trying to get across is that I am a Sex. frantic sexual lover, <laughs> um, <laughs> which no one on that breakfast show either either knew or Believe. wanted to hear about. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, next match: uh, Tatanka and Rick Martel. That's right. Oh, you, uh, just one thing before that. There there's oh. a quick press conference where Sid just appears I'm not talking about in get a out. Sergio Tacchini tracksuit. Is he in a Sergio Tacchini? He is. is he brilliant. Proper logo. Of course he fucking is. Absolutely. I, I, I like the fact that I don't think I've ever seen logos on WDF programming <laughs> until he turns up in a Sergio Tacchini. Of course he does. Fucking brilliant. Uh, <laughs> they also show a clip <laughs> of him monster. on the barber show where he breaks it, smashes it up with a chair. That's right, And yeah. Amazingly, because he's such a fucking putt, he hits a thing of talcum powder, but you don't see it. So he's smashing it up, and then he suddenly turns around, and his face is entirely white. It's brilliant. It, look, it looks like one of those orcs out of Lord of the Rings. It's actually more frightening, but I don't think it was supposed to happen. Um, Tatanka versus Rick Martell. Rick Martell is a child's idea of what a model is. Um, yes, they massively. wear a little jacket, sunglasses, and a big badge <laughs> that says, "Yes, I am a model." That's right. Yeah, <laughs> he looks good, though. To be fair, I quite like his model uh, gimmick. It's uh, better he, than the ones that have been in the past. I think. Yeah, he's he's really good, Rick Martel, and he played mm. that 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 role to perfection. He was really really good with his uh, his arrogance uh, spray. I was always surprised the WWF didn't market that. The what? Sorry, the um... he had a, he had a, a spray called arrogance. Was yes, his the big spray, the big um, kind of. It looked like you, in cartoons you'd see somebody using that to get rid of um, flies or something. That's right. Of, yeah. So the idea was it was toxic, and yeah. he'd always spray it around the ring. They sort of went, "Oh, is it a disinfectant for the fans?" And then he'd spray it in people's eyes, and they'd scream. But they <laughs> missed. It. Uh, th- there was a period in the nineties when wrestling went through a super boom. Where you could get everything that had wrestling stuff on, right? And I do remember there being wrestling aftershaves. You know, you could get. Really? I mean, just sort of like Goldberg aftershave. I mean, <laughs> imagine, imagine the people wearing that Goldberg, Goldberg aftershave. It's Goldberg. Goldberg's wrestler that I saw that horrible tattoo of, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where someone's got a tattoo of Goldberg, but with his cock out for no. Yeah. You sent me a pornographic <laughs> picture of Goldberg with no context. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. What what it Somebody was? Got a picture of Goldberg tattooed on their on their body. I know, and it didn't with look a big old fucking wanger out. It didn't look enough like Goldberg <laughs> for me. I, I was just I, I sort of like. Do you like that? Yeah, it's a bit that, weird. This, okay, oh man, strange. Um, but yeah, he's got some stuff he's gone. Then I looked at the tattoo on the tattoo, <laughs> and I was like, "That's Goldberg's tattoo." That's <laughs> proper <laughs> wrestling nerd. <laughs> is Goldberg the good who's the one who was like supposed to be the new Goldberg who went through that kind of reality TV show um, it was like a wrestling reality TV show to become a wrestler it was mm. like kind of like a, I'm sure it was all nonsense but um, he was like a, he's, he was like the new Goldberg but he was really shit and Goldberg really got quite annoyed that he was obviously be, always being compared to this wrestler who was like a shit version of Goldberg I can't think or Goldberg might have been the shit wrestler but he didn't come through a reality TV show though did he? no he didn't come through no. he, he went to he was a football player uh, who got injured and he, I don't think he was a huge wrestling fan right uh, Goldberg but he, he went through um, the WCW power plant which was their training facility and right. uh, and again you know he became a, a massive star 
Um, the gimmick was brilliant. It was exactly right for him. And he's mm. obviously recently Hall of Fame. He headlined WrestleMania right. uh, last year after a successful comeback. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm trying to think. There's Goldberg copy. I'm tempted to Google. I'm getting nothing. I'm getting nothing. Are you, Never are mind. You, are you worried? That, are you thinking? Ryback. 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 That's the chap. Yes. Because oh, they would always yes. say he's just like him. And they would. And and the fans used to chant Goldberg at him, <laughs> uh, which they sort of, I think, was meant as a bit of a diss. Yeah. But they slightly ran with that. Right. But yeah. Uh, Ryback has a very, very. I, I say Ryback. <laughs> Ryback has a very, very long podcast that comes out. Uh, he's he's very busy on social media. Ah. Lo- lots of um, lots of things about him him exercising, and uh, it's well worth checking out <laughs> after you've listened to this one. Has he ever got involved with a bit of um, oh, what's that supplement we're we talking about? Ica Pro. Ica Pro. Uh, uh, do you know what? I think he's got all of it. Uh, <laughs> he's got it all. I, I will tell you what. I don't want to see what a pornographic tattoo of Ryback. <laughs> Ryback. I'm going to get one. <laughs> I'm going. To, I'm going to Denver next week. They'll do it. Down. They'll do it there. They'll, they'll, do, it they'll there. do it in America. I want they? a pornographic Ryback, certainly, sir. <laughs> uh, do you get a lot of call for this? We do nothing but. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the other Canam connection? Uh, the Canam connection. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, was it Rick Martel and Can-Am Connection or was no, it Tatanka? Uh, well, well, the Can-Am Connection was Rick Martel and Tom Zenk. That's Tom right. Zenk died a few months ago. That's, yes. He left He left over, um, uh, you know, back in 1988, I think. Ah, okay. Um, he was then in strike force with Tito Santana. Tito was in the first match against Shawn Michaels. Yes. Um, but yeah, Rick Martel was very much a, a solo wrestler at this point. He oh. was really good, Rick Martel. It's, it's only when you see stuff like this that you go, gosh, you know, he could have fitted in today. He had sort of a nice, unique gimmick. Mm. Um uh, Tatanka is here. Uh, uh, he was a genuine Native American. Well, that's when um, Gorilla said, a real Native American. Yeah. I was like, why am I even bothering Googling that? I know he's not a real Native American. Well, he, he was a real Native he American. He was a real Native American. Yeah. And, and when, when Gorilla says a real Native American, it's a good reminder that pretty much everyone else they've billed as Native American in the last 20 years <laughs> has been Italian <laughs> or Polish. I mean, they really are. They, they have this, um, this big uh, uh, tribe, tribal dance, so it's... it's um, other Native Americans performing a dance before yep. this comes on but they've booked them in but then they're like we don't want to show this on TV and so on the network it lasts no time at all and they are straight <laughs> out uh, very very disrespectful yeah um, my, my mate um, uh, she is fr- her family's from uh, I want to say Malaysia maybe uh, Indonesia and mm-hmm. she um, when did she go to America she looked a bit Native American, and Native Americans pay less tax on goods. Great. So her mum used to send her into shops to buy <laughs> shit because she looked more Native American, and nobody would ask to see because you get like a little ID card. Nobody bothered asking because she looked a bit Native American. Great, great, great scam. It? Not bad, is it? Great scam. And Woo! all that happened is a people had to be almost eradicated <laughs> so that your mate could, could get cheap peanuts. <laughs> well done. Uh, there's definitely a moment in this match where Gorilla says something that sounds so much like bullshit. Right. He, he, there's a point he just goes, bullshit! And I can't, I can't work. I listen to it again and again. Don't start! <laughs> Don't start, Mark. <laughs> bullshit! I hope there is a moment where he just lost it. That's, that's always been that thing where he sort of says, Don't start, you know, don't start, brain, you know, shut your mouth. Fuck off! You're fucking fuck off! You're ruining this! I'm trying. I'm, I'm saying People are watching you, day. cunt! You're being, you're being such a fucking bellend! <laughs> <laughs> A real Native American there. A real Native American <laughs> for the first time. Uh, tag team match, Money Inc., a Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiossi, and uh, IRS versus the Natural Disasters, I've got Earthquake a new, and Typhoon. I've got a new crush. Who's that? IRS. IRS. I like him a lot. Dashing. Owen R. Shyster. I, lo- right. I like his look. Mm-hmm. It's great. 
He's, he's great. He is. comes along because Vince is being investigated by the Inland Revenue. Brilliant. And they uh, <laughs> give this guy, like a Mike Rotunda, very good sort of mm. uh, amateur wrestler as a young man, a good good wrestler, and they give him this gimmick. And basically, his gimmick is just telling everyone, you've got to pay your taxes, you've got to do this, otherwise I'll come after you. And it just sucks the air out <laughs> of the room. And he never gets to really win because right. Vince doesn't want well, the, the, the Irish to win, winning. Yeah. And it's just, again, his strange why, thing of going... Why does he bit his enemies like this? <laughs> why does he think his enemies are going to be watching wrestling? <laughs> if you deal with the Inland Revenue and you try and get back through... It'd be like us trying to get back at them through this podcast. <laughs> Imagining everyone from the IRS or, you know, Her Majesty's Inland Revenue is listening to this going, I wonder if they're going to... And then going, oh, they got me. They got me. <laughs> it's really, really strange. He was just, just a... a a, a, a dig yeah. uh, at the government. Um, this this match, I actually this I, I didn't need this at this time. No, I didn't need this at this time. Typhoon's hair sells all the moves yes. that his body can't. Yes, <laughs> it's like it moves. He doesn't move. No, he he, he had very closely cropped top hair yeah. and then a frizzy bit at the back <laughs> and it's just I mean he, uh, it's revolting yeah. um, he's still going Fred Ottman oh really uh, yep Jeez. super nice guy he's now all sort of silver still, still got the legs still got, still got his arms and legs <laughs> yes he still has die, not losing, lost them through diabetes no, no okay, no. okay good, good. I think he might be younger than we imagined <laughs> let's not forget Earthquake he's yeah. got 28 here 27 I think, he, I think he'll just be turned 27 this yeah, time no, around, Typhoon yeah. might be 14 <laughs> <laughs> Earthquake versus IRS is definitely better than Ted versus Typhoon Yes. Yes, uh, yes, yes. And I like Jimmy Hart's jacket in this one as well. Yeah. The full on WrestleMania kind of crazy stuff. Yeah, I, I, Jimmy Hart is still turning up at every WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's funny, he seemed like such a big person who was always around when you watch wrestling. And mm. watching WrestleMania, he seems quite peripheral. Yes. And it's a funny thing where you do all this talking, and actually, when you go out to WrestleMania, there's no more talking to do. Mm. So you just have to stand at the side of the ring, and you must slightly go. Mm, being sort of sidelined side here. here, yeah. You know, I'll be doing loads of talking next week. Oh, <laughs> um, there's a shot of a woman with a, a really half-assed natural disaster sign, uh-huh. and Heenan goes with the rather abrupt comment: "She should be home doing the dishes. <laughs> she wouldn't have time to make that sign." Bimbo, <laughs> bimbo. He bimbo. goes in way too strong. Much too strong. Who hurt him? They were also there was a hard bimbo. thing with the natural disasters. They've been bad guys for a long time, right. and then they sort of changed them because of this feud. But they aren't natural good guys they're just yeah, okay. too monstrous no they're too big typhoon, and they seem too hard to beat typhoon's too big yeah he does what i had to google is an avalanche yes okay <laughs> and he does it because the camera because obviously the camera is a lot better now and he does it right towards the camera and i was a little bit put out i was like <laughs> jesus <laughs> yeah. seeing a man of that size move that quickly is like wow yeah and let's face it that's the only thing he does in this match they are they quickly. are exactly that thing that's great about wrestling which is different sized yes. people yeah, yeah exactly you know? and that's You've, something we've lost now if, if you could have had like million dollar man irs versus two people exactly the same this match would have been twice as boring yeah at least at least this is two big guys chucking themselves around you go oh you don't see that every day <laughs> we've spoken um uh, we've probably spoken about this guy before Who's the the wrestler that I quite liked in recent history? Uh, and I used to use this theme quite a lot. Somebody called my mama. Uh, Ernest uh, the Cat Miller. Ernest, uh, was it oh Ernest no, you're no. thinking Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. Used it later, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and and that's again the funkus the funkasaurus. That's funk, right. Funkadelic, yeah. as we. Um, I like that because that's not something you see every day. Like a big fat guy. Well, he's yeah. not that fat. He's just a big heavy set guy. When they signed him, he didn't last that long. No. He lost a year, a couple of years. But when they first signed him, he was the first person who wasn't just a you know, like off the production line, muscular, wrestler, right, yeah. Yeah, athletic wrestler. He was the first one, and they 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 kept teasing they were going to make him a monster, 
and everyone was really ready for that. And then they brought him in as the sort of Funkasaurus <laughs> to slightly go, and he can't ah, really dance. you were yeah, hoping for something like... really exciting. Well, fuck you. We're going to do this, and it's stupid. <laughs> uh, God knows why they decided to, to you know, bait their own audience. I mean, I, I, me, me stand up and you know, sit up and take notice. So, I yeah, do love know. that theme tune. That theme tune's been I'm used originally by Ernest the Cat Miller right. in WCW, ah. but it's a f- it's a fucking thing. I mean, it's just a just a James Brown. It's just a it's just a little um. Somebody somebody call my mama. Somebody call don't think uh, the last I, it was before he, he he's dead now isn't it yeah. uh, before he died I saw him maybe about four years before he died mm-hmm. and let's just say that um, trying to teach him a song he doesn't do regularly <laughs> might be a little difficult yeah he, he seemed like one of the world's most difficult men a cantankerous <laughs> old shit oh yeah oh yeah very funky but difficult yes mm. very, very funky check funky will get you so far yeah but uh, wife beating will yeah put you over the line. Um, important to remember. Yep, <laughs> always important to remember. Um, there was a Bruce the Barber v- beefcake um, VT. Yep, and you can really see his inflamed face, can't yes. you? Yes, they say. Uh, Gorilla says a career sh- cut short by a tragic boating accident, which does sound like the back of a really shitty romance for ladies, <laughs> doesn't it? Like it's going to be, but she nursed him back to health. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's it, uh, it, uh, there's an odd bit as well where Brutus says. They're, they're talking about this possibly being Hulk Hogan's last match. Right. Now, you do that in the build-up because then people are more likely to buy the pay-per-view. Yeah. But doing it on the pay-per-view itself, you there's no need because people have already bought it. There is a sort of sense here where they're going, there's a possibility that this is going to really be difficult be, over the yeah. next few years and that there's the possibility that Hogan will never come back. Mm. And I think that's a, it's one of the few times where you really see it crack through and it seems like a legitimate thing that could happen. All the way through this, ma- all the way through this match and this production, I don't, I don't think Hulk... He seems a little within himself, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, two WrestleMania's ago, we had that amazing promo about Donald Trump, but yeah. uh, three <laughs> WrestleMania's ago. But, um, it's, yeah, it's, very different Hogan. It's noticeable how little he's in this. Yeah. You can really see. Mm. He, you don't actually see him live, I think, until he comes out. Yeah. Uh, and there's something interesting happens there, which we'll get to. Mm. Uh, a quick match in between, which is the Rocket Owen Hart versus Skinner. I would have liked to see more of this match because I thought it was good. Mm. It was like minute, two minutes. Both of them could really wrestle, yeah. but they're there just to essentially uh, give a break before the main event. Yeah. They are uh, Owen Hart. Uh, we talked about before was phenomenal, and mm. he was probably at this stage still in the top ten wrestlers working at that time. He's the guy who got dropped. Was it? He's, he did. Yeah, red, he died in the, the ring. Blue, yeah, in 1999. Uh, no, he was the the Blue Blazer. Blue Blazer. That's right. Um, yes. The other guy is, is Skinner, who is a wrestler called Steve Kern. Steve Kern had been around for years and a really good technical, proficient wrestler. Mm. He was in a, a, a tag team called the Fabulous Ones, who were sort of proto the rockers, and they mm. were huge with the women. And they wore top hats and bow ties and white suspender braces. <laughs> and they looked, they had hairy chests yeah. and sort of beards. And they were catnip 
to to women wrestling fans um you know <laughs> they they look so ridiculous now but at the time they were the closest you could get i think we've mentioned this like chippendales which didn't exist mm. at that time um when he came to the wwe they had to give him a gimmick and he basically said um i i, I live in florida where alligator hunting is legal and that that harvest season i'd killed 15 crocodiles so i said to them um here's the, the, the pelt of a crocodile I killed. Is there anything you can do with this? And Vince McMahon said, yeah, good idea. Go home, grow your hair out, um, do a beard that's really ratty. And a couple of months later, he brought him back and Vince just said to him, have you ever seen the film Deliverance? And that was the <laughs> thing. I would have liked it even more if when he won his matches... He then brutally sodomised <laughs> his fallen opponent while, while a couple of his family members played banjos. Alas, it was not to be. No. Um, he, th- th- he did some longer matches on things, but he was never, ever, you know, really used beyond the fact that, you know, he could fill up a card. Mm. Um, he was a, a good wrestler. And this, they obviously have a thing where they're going, it's overrunning a bit. Mm. Guys, you know, you had five minutes, you've got two. Yeah. And nothing yeah. at all. Yeah, do what you have to do and then get out. Get out. Yes. And then we're on... To the main event. Yeah. Hulk Hogan versus Sid Justice. Uh, this is the first WrestleMania in which Hogan neither held nor was fighting for the WWF Heavyweight Championship. Right. And he fights against, I mean, fucking hell. Sid, Sid, <laughs> Sid Vicious, a guy called Sid Udy, and he basically had a look that promoters went wild for. He was huge. They all thought... I mean, he was jagged. I mean, Harvey Whippleman was a wrestler at some point. I googled this. Yeah. And, and Sid Justice is... Twice as high. He's gigantic. Yeah. He's, he is probably a legitimate six eight. Mm. You know, he's probably wearing lifts as well. But he is. He is. He, they all thought he was going to be the next Hulk Hogan. Right. And the problem is, he had. He looked absolutely phenomenal, and that's where it stopped. Yeah. So he's he's rubbish on the microphone. He mm. always does these sort of shouting, pseudo intense things where he loses his way really quickly. And he's he was crap in the ring, but everywhere he went throughout the next twenty years. He was in at the main event. Right. Everywhere. So WWF, size, WCW. He becomes WWF champion. He becomes WCW champion. At a time when very few people hold both those. He even went in like the late 90s to ECW, where they were a hardcore fans. And even the fans there, who used to give everyone a hard time until they proved themselves, the second he steps in that ring, they're cheering him. They just, mm. it's just, it looked great. And it did not work. It right. never worked. So he'd come from WCW, where again, he never really performed particularly well, and they put him in this main event with Hogan. I hear Suggestive was dear Batista's favourite wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would not surprise me. The funny thing I like about Suggestive is he had no real interest in wrestling. He really liked softball. Oh, really? And his career is spent having major problems because he's stayed at home to watch a softball match, or he's left because he wanted to play on his softball team. Nice. And he has no interest in wrestling at all, which well, is just it, really, it, really it, good. It really shows. Um, there's, there's a passage of sort of play where they repeat the exact same thing. Hogan hits the ropes. He comes back, and um, and Sid Justice lies on the floor. Yeah. And then I think Hulk Hogan jumps over it and, and does something. They do the exact same thing twice. Yeah. Like, they've rehearsed it, and they've forgotten that they haven't done that bit. It's so weird. Sometimes it would be, you'd repeat it, and this this, this became a thing... To ramp it up a bit. Or well, no, like, you'd, you'd repeat it because it had gone wrong. Wrong the first time, But right. you'd go, well, let's do it again, <laughs> and then we'll pick up from where we were. You right. Know, which, is, which is something you do with wrestlers who aren't very good. Mm. Um, the, the funny thing is, when Hogan comes in here, 
he is genuinely choked by the reception he gets. He gets a normal reception in this huge stadium that yeah. he always gets, and he looks like he's about to burst into tears. He can't quite believe it. And then he goes in and has just this shitty fucking match. <laughs> this was this could have been his farewell match. Mm. And it then all goes, because this is WrestleMania 8 and nothing goes right, it all goes wrong. Right. So they have this terrible match which is just appalling it's so bad and you think of the people that Hogan's been able to carry since we've been watching Wrestlemania Andre you know and you put him in with someone good like Randy Savage and he has a spectacular match mm. he can do nothing with Sid Justice here yeah absolutely nothing he's, he's so kind of he's just rob- I, don't, I didn't care for him one bit like he gets um, Hulk gets hit with a, with a doctor's bag at one point yeah and Gorilla Monsoon says oh who knows what's in that bag and I was thinking is it is it Sir Justice's charisma? <laughs> There's got to be something in there. He weighs a lot. Did you? Yeah. Um, it's it's just so bad. It's so bad. And again, I'd forgotten, like I'd forgotten, like Ric Flair, Randy Savage being much better than it was. Mm. I'd forgotten this was as bad as it is. Right. And this 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 has an end that that goes so badly wrong. So yeah, I read a little bit about this. So Papa on. Shango is uh, a new character <laughs> play, played by a wrestler called Charles Wright, and he's like Baron Samedi from uh, the Bond film, right. uh, Live and Let Die. Yeah. So it's he's like a sort of voodoo character, mm. and he was supposed to run down to the ring. So Hogan gives Sid Justice the leg drop one, two, and then Papa Shango would would be in the ring beating him up. Yeah, Shango is nowhere fucking near. <laughs> so what happens is Hogan does the leg drop. One, two, and Sid kicks out. He has to then, presumably. He has he? to kick out. And you say that they don't always kick out of the of the finishing move. No, yeah, no. So this is pretty much the first time anyone has kicked out of Hulk Hogan's leg drop. Right. Even the Warrior at WrestleMania Six, Hogan misses the leg drop and then he gets pinned. So no one's kicked out of the leg drop. Right. So when that happens, Hogan genuinely goes, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah. And Sid Justice, because he doesn't know what to do, doesn't know what to do. And so you get the manager, Harvey Whippleman, runs into the ring and they call the disqualification. And there's Papa Shango lumbering down the aisle. Someone pointed out to me, he knows he's late. He knows he's fucked it. He's fucked the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> and he's still looking around the crowd, sort of like, Ooh, for an entrance. Like that. <laughs> Mate, you, you shouldn't even be coming down Milking here. His you entrance. shouldn't be coming down here. <laughs> so uh, Harvey Whippleman has interfered and Hogan is going, I'll have to roll with this, Okay. And he picks up Harvey Whippleman and throws him at Sid Vicious. Oh, so that Sid bit Justice. wasn't necessarily... Was that, that, that wasn't speaking And he throws him at Justice. I called him Sid Vicious. His real name in WCW was Sid Vicious. Right. Much better name, because yeah. it makes fucking sense. Yeah. Calling him Sid Justice means nothing. <laughs> and he throws uh, Whippleman at Sid Justice. And the simple thing to do there is... When you have Whippleman hit you, you'd you fall, fall over, over and roll out the ring, yeah. and Hogan will be like, well, I've beaten them both. Yeah. And instead, Justice just catches him and stares at Hogan, like going, come on. <laughs> and you can see Hogan sort of looking at the crowd, and you can tell that Hogan's going, I hope something's going to fucking happen here. <laughs> because this is, this is literally two minutes before the end, and, and it's all going wrong. <laughs> Papa Shango finally gets to the ring. There's, he's never explained why he's late. So I've read <laughs> no, lots of interviews yeah. about it. He's never said, oh yeah, there was a miscommunication. Yeah. He's, just, he's just like, oh yeah, I was late, yeah. Oh, he's just, <laughs> don't worry about yeah, it, no, mate. I, yeah, I fucked it. Yeah, I read it. Anyway, my, yeah. my, my thing is, I'm, I'm stuffing him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was shuffle. <laughs> yeah. And then... They bring back the return of the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. I'll tell you a couple of things, though. I mean, the whole idea of having the main event at WrestleMania ended in disqualification is fucking stupid. It is 
Rest, oh, WrestleMania <laughs> has to be the match you want to see with a definitive end. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why are we here? Yeah. This is just, you know, this is crazy. But Warrior runs him. The, and crowd, then he, the crowd go wild Warrior, Warrior. has been gone the, for a while. They're probably just excited that he's at his queue. He's seen one person be professional <laughs> this evening. Oh, well, he comes back, and the, the, the funny thing about this is Warrior runs back in, and for years, people have said the real Ultimate Warrior died, and this guy's a replacement. Right, okay. Yeah. He had shorter hair. He'd yeah. lost some weight, I think, yeah. obviously, with the steroids thing going on. Mm. They were being a bit more careful. Mm. Uh, but he comes down, and there's always been this thing that at that point he was replaced by someone else. They got another muscle man to play the old Ultimate Warrior who had died. <laughs> uh, lots of people had said he'd had a steroid-induced heart attack. That didn't happen. Uh, Warrior ended up having to address these rumours uh, in the 90s. And in, he, the, in the only way he knows how. <laughs> by being racist. <laughs> uh, he said, being dead is one of the many urban legends, falsehoods, mischaracterizations, what have you, about me. Nothing much I can do if people want to remain ignorant. I have had an internet presence since 96, so it's been easy for a long time to find out the truth. Uh, Of course, my former employers have worked hard and spent a great deal of time and money over the years to fabricate and spread lies, all of which have helped to keep rumours and other nonsense alive. Mmm, me think she doth protest too much. Uh, (laughs) I I tell you, watching this match, I would be happy if I'd died and been replaced. It it was everything that that could possibly go wrong with it. It's the wrong match, it's the wrong end. It's the the other thing they do is they go. If Hulk Hogan has to disappear because of this steroids thing, then we need to bring back someone to carry the banner. That man will be the Ultimate Warrior, yeah. a man who was known as the Anabolic Warrior. <laughs> to most people. I mean, Jesus Christ, you idiots! And Doctor Juicenstein. By the time you, within a month, Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper, Jake Roberts, and Sid Justice have all left WrestleMania. Wow. Justice had failed a drugs test before WrestleMania. They obviously didn't want to ruin the main event. And afterwards, they said to him, We're g- you're going to be suspended. And he said, no, I'm just quitting. I've no interest in doing this. Stop, go, stop all. Everything in his career <laughs> was given to him on a plate. And he just took it entirely for granted. It's so disappointing. Um, now, within a couple of months, um, both the Warrior and British Bulldog have ended up getting uh, on a, a list of people who are supplied with steroids. And they, too, are out the door. Right. So you have this huge bit of, of five people, I think, and Bulldog would have been on, I think, this WrestleMania. I think he had a match against the Berserker, who was mm. a Viking character, but they cut it for reasons of time. You suddenly have six people, huge stars. I mean, Hogan, Piper, Jake Roberts, British Bulldog, Ultimate yeah, Warrior. These guys have been like carrying WrestleMania that for is, like, the last that five years. That is the WWF. Yeah. You say, you say to people, those five names, they're the biggest names in wrestling. Yeah. And they've all gone. Whoa. And what they end up with is they go, well, obviously it's going to be a different world. But what happens is Vince McMahon, by the time WrestleMania 9 comes round, he is fighting not only to keep the company alive, but to stay out of prison. Mm. So if you thought this one was long, you wait <laughs> till we get to next week's boring episode. <laughs> well, I enjoyed that, if only for the appearance of Erwin R. Shyster. Yeah. And um, Ted DiBiase. Erwin R. Shyster's kids have gone on to be in the business as well. His children are wrestling currently as Bray Wyatt and uh, Bo Dallas. I know Bray Wyatt. I've heard that name before. Yeah, he plays a sort of um, Robert De Niro, Cape Fear cult leader, mm. southern sort of gothic uh, guy. That that gimmick very much coming to the end of its natural life uh, <laughs> at the moment. It's it's quite boring. I, I do think that the sad thing for me is watching this and I do sort of think, yeah, it would have been great to see Hogan Flair. Yeah. That was never done in the WRF and no. it was a really missed opportunity. Uh, and it's just, just part of the, 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 the problems that they had compounded by the fact that you know, every, everything's going to shit, and actually, that really affects what could have been 
really exciting. Mm. It could have been Hogan versus Flair, and they would have done it well. Oh. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Daniel J, who is on, on Twitter at uh, A Stubby Harbinger, he does say, he, he's the person who mentioned that Sid is actually the person who kicks out the atomic leg drop, which mm. nobody... Nobody had done. What a... Well, and Marcus Theobald, also on Twitter, he says, uh, as well as being dreadful, was Hogan winning by DQ the worst end to a WrestleMania? Well, until WrestleMania 9 anyway. Yes. Well, yes, no, it was. Well, we had fireworks, which we don't always have. <laughs> no. The presentation was pretty good this year. Well, it, look, the important thing is, by the time we get to WrestleMania 13, Sid Justice will shit himself. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a little bit of payback. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, um, thank you for joining us. Everyone has been listening uh, over the past... Uh, well, nine days? Nine days. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the shortest WrestleMania. That's what I like about it. Yeah. Two and a half hours, this was. Fucking hell. And we, and we have done a two and a half hour show. Sure, well we, done, everyone. We could. We, we could have watched both World Bodybuilding Federation pay-per-views <laughs> in that time. And it, I, I swear to you, go and do that. I could could have drank a cow's worth of milk. With, uh, Lex Luthor. I could have. Dr- I Luka. could. I could have drank, drank a very impressive small glass of milk, uh, <laughs> like my good friend Lex. Yeah. <laughs> what a disaster. Oh wow. Uh, well, uh, we'll see you next week. I guess. You want to get to the show? As always, it's show at wrestlemepod.com. Tell your friends. Yeah. And tweet uh, celebrities. Just, just. I mean, drop us a line. Say hi. Say hi. Yeah. That's That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, Don't start. <laughs> Too late, mate. <laughs> Nearly three hours. <laughs> hey. See you next time. See you later. Guys, I don't you stop. Why don't Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.